Chess Talk, episode 255. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're back. Two of us. I am playing chess against a robot. Maybe I won't lose this week. As we learned last week, I won last week. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. I know, but it's been you, a were, long week. you were excited for me. Sure, I was. Uh, it's me, Cody. Brittany is also here. Chloe's here. Chloe's in the room, melting her brain off because it's the hottest day of the year. Is it? That's what I heard someone saying. <laughs> Great source. Someone at uh, your, uh, Jeff's. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was really hot. That's it was right. super hot. Yep. Uh, but we're going to talk about a TV show, The Great, out on Hulu now. Talk about the first two episodes there. Talk about another acclaimed movie and do some catch up. So how are you, Britt? Tired. Yeah. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm good. Busy week. Mm-hmm. stressful week but stressful week i mean every week up until we move yeah is gonna be stressful so and yeah after uh hopefully not too long after but whenever you start getting money yeah whenever <laughs> you start getting money because you haven't been paid yet yeah yeah but my week was good for the most part <laughs> what was the best thing that happened to you this week are you, the job offer yes oh, okay yeah you had a job i did get a job offer up in salt lake city yeah um so we will both have new jobs when we're up there Woo-hoo. you will have a negligible commute my yeah. commute will be 10 to 15 minutes yeah taking surface streets uh so yeah it's gonna work out good we're gonna be able to save some money that's what you guys come to this podcast for, is hearing the insider tricks and trades of the... Being an adult. Yeah. Because we're the experts, clearly. Um, so that was definitely the most exciting. But um, in, you know, pop culture stuff, games... I know that E3, the online E3, is yes, coming out. something Uh-oh. got announced. Uh-oh. Pokemon Snap. Yes. Yeah, for the Switch. Yeah, I want yeah. it. Yeah. I want it so bad. I haven't they haven't watched... announced any date yet, but I want it. I haven't watched that yet. And I know that uh, Paper Mario is getting a new game as well. I know you don't care about that, but I care about that. I'm sure it'd be cool, but yes. Pokemon Snap. Yeah. The dumbest game that existed, but it's so much fun. Imagine all the Pokemon now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I figured, uh, you know, we might have a guest on next week, and I figured that guest would be a little more uh in tune with games and stuff and so that'd be when we'd like go over what are you saying about me you how many hours do you have in skyrim i don't know probably 70 <laughs> it's probably point. 70 uh, just on this iteration of skyrim yeah, yeah. <laughs> not including your pc time or anything because <laughs> yeah. i was over 100 on the pc i just don't remember you having that high level of a character on pc i think i did yeah or just multiple characters because you you definitely tried different characters on the pc i don't remember yeah i mostly stuck with the same one but anyway anyways uh yeah if i knew you were that excited about it i would uh watch the trailer for it oh okay 93 hours on the pc yeah almost 100 then. we'll round up close enough so yeah next week we will bring up more e3 news but i started playing a new game because i was tired of playing bloodborne <laughs> what why i just i mean for the obvious reasons and just you know moving and stress and stuff like that and like when i would sit down to like play it i'd just be like i'm not gonna make any progress and i'm just gonna get frustrated so i'd rather wait until i'm at a more relaxed headspace to play this so like i said i would i started horizon zero dawn and it's okay so far i mean i think the face animation is really weird 
Um, like it's hyper realistic, but there's not a lot of movement. If that makes sense, like it looks like a human's face, but only their eyes move, and then like their mouth moves just to let them talk. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't help with any sort of emotion or anything like yeah. that. Because there's the you know intro section of the game is you're playing as a child. Yeah, and it, it was just really creepy because it almost looked like they put an adult's face on this child's body and it was just super unnerving to watch for the first 45 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. of the game yeah it looks pretty yep i mean that's the one of the biggest things about the game is how pretty it looks mm-hmm. and i think it definitely holds up to that aspect of it and i am excited to see now that i've gotten my hands on it like the gameplay loop is you know fun enough i am enjoying like going out and hunting things and crafting my own ammo and hopefully soon getting more weapons and so uh Assuming there is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which has been heavily rumored, I can only imagine how much better that game will look. Um, so that would be exciting. Yeah. I think it's all I've been doing game-wise. Yeah. Haven't, you know, had time for other things. No. Busy working and packing. General adult things. Yeah. And then this upcoming week for the podcast, it's you know, this week, we have friends coming over as we're going to be saying goodbye to all of them. And so... Pretty much every night this week is hanging out with friends and mm-hmm. seeing them and mm-hmm. playing probably Catan. Yeah. Tons of Settlers of Catan. And I played it this past weekend with my family and my sister destroyed us. Yeah. Like absolutely destroyed us. It was pretty annoying, but nah, that's fine. cool. Yeah. She had fun. Yeah. That's what matters. Exactly. You ready to get into the topics? We watched the first two episodes of The Great. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode. Is this a Hulu original? It is. Okay. Hulu original starring... Elle Fanning. Yes. Not... Is she related to the Dakota Fanning? She's Dakota Fanning's younger sister. Okay. I thought you were going to say daughter for a second, Mm -hmm. and I was going to be like, you take that away. No. (laughs) She's like her younger, younger sister then, right? Because isn't Elle Fanning like fairly new to the acting scene? No, she's been acting for a while. Oh, okay. Elle Fanning is 22... Yeah, Dakota's, like, in her 30s. No. Yeah. No, she's 26. She's in her, like, 50s. No. Anyways, starring her, Nicholas Holt, mm-hmm. and a um, couple... I only recognize the Archbishop, the priest. I don't know what they what title he is. Archbishop. That's his actual title? Yeah. Okay. Archie. Um, and, like, I couldn't tell you what the actor's name is. Mm-hmm. But he's in a lot of things, He's in though. tons of things. I think... To me, or probably for everyone, like the best way to get his face in your head is he's Hermione's dad in the couple scenes. I can't think of any other role he's in, but like you, you see him in this show, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Mm -hmm. He's he's everywhere. He has has one of those faces. Yeah, he was in Love Actually. I remember him from that. I don't. Yeah, I do though. Now that I see it, uh, fuck, what was he in? He was in Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. It's Elliot. Elliot Schwartz. Yeah. Schwartze. That's probably the most recognizable thing, rather than Hermione's, Hermione's dad. dad, though. <laughs> in that one scene when he where dis- he gets obliviated. Yeah. Fucking... That's a pretty memorable. Yeah. Character. Do you know who her mom is? I know it's like a pretty well-known actress. Catelyn Tully. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. She has black hair, though. Yeah. 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 He's. Most recognizable role is being Elliot Schwartz. Right. So. 
But yeah, he's in it. Uh, but Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning are definitely the the main the main two. Because Elle Fanning is the new Empress of Russia. She plays Catherine the Great. Catherine the Nothing, I think, is her like current title. Like, She's going to be Catherine yes. the Great, the actual I, real Catherine the Great. I didn't know that. Yeah. What when I because I I watched the pilot on my own like a couple months ago at this point. Um, but we rewatched it and when I was just watching it, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And like, just, her name's Catherine. Yeah. And they're great. Yeah. Whatever. And then I want to say it was after I looked up like the summary or something, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, tailing early Catherine the great and her rise to like fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. She's a real person. Yeah. Cause the intro, like the little like title card it has, it's like occasionally on a true story or about a true story so it's a very fictionalized history you mean they didn't use modern language english in russia and they weren't all british nah (laughs) yeah so it's just uh her the pilot is her getting to russia and meeting the her husband to be her emperor they're married within you know five minutes of the show starting and Mm -hmm. i think right away the show gives you its tone when you first meet the emperor and he after doing like a circle around her says to send her back she's taller and she was taller in her portrait right and then turns immediately around and starts laughing because he's just having a goof um i think that instantly sets the tone of the show Mm -hmm. and then at the wedding um she stands up to like start talking Mm -hmm. he's like oh no no no, you don't speak love (laughs) it's great great show it the first episode is definitely hard to watch in that aspect because you know then immediately after the wedding thing you have uh it's uh, very christening fucking oh god it's accurate for its time period and its yes. treatment of women frustrating yeah i just it's such comedy how naive she is yeah. and what transpires but like her big monologue of how her first night in bed with the emperor is gonna be and then Mm -hmm. it's he's talking about a duck call with his mate Mm -hmm. while he waits in the doorway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's sad they they're doing a very good job of setting up Catherine's, you know optimism and naivety while still showing that she is a smart person so she's not like i feel like a lot of women in media get portrayed as optimistic but also kind of ditzy and dumb but she's optimistic but you can tell like she's not gonna just go down without a fight like you know like it plays up in the first episode heavily like she's just young yeah she's not dumb and you know compared to the other women of court like she's very well read and Mm -hmm. has ideas Mm -hmm. and wants to make something for herself and it's just she is very much so coming to grips with her new life. Yeah. And it's hard. And then it kind of like plays directly into the second episode. where It's like you see what her realization is in that regards where she's visibly depressed and upset in court mm-hmm. to the point where everyone in court knows it. It's not a well-kept secret and she will probably be killed off for being too sad. Yeah. Because the emperor wants someone that's more fun and less smart. Because her job is just to make him happy. And to give him heirs, preferably boys. boys. Yeah. And there is no higher purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Do you know the true story of Catherine the Great? I know nothing about it. And I mean, it's, you can't really say spoilers spoilers because, but I don't know. No, I'll let you just watch it. (laughs) For like a brief second, I got her history because I don't know anything about Catherine the Great, but I got her history mixed up with Joan of Arc. Joan Joan of Arc? Yeah, Joan of Arc. Okay. Because I was thinking like it's like Joan d'Arc or something like French, right? She is French. Yes. But I was like, yeah, like she's going to get like captured and like burned at the stake or whatever, right? That's the end of Catherine the Great. Nope. I was like, wait. Nope. That's wrong. I don't know history. Nope. Did you, was this time period in any way researched in your degree? Not really. You, You focused mostly on America, right? Yeah. Like the way my college worked was here's all this stuff about American history. There's your degree. Yeah. I'm only yeah. asking Britt because she has a bachelor's of history, so. Yeah, you wouldn't know that, though. <laughs> it no, comes up in everyday conversation. I don't know really what you're talking doesn't. about. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, not really. Um, any kind of European history classes I took, they didn't really go into, like, this much detail. Like, they, didn't, they never really talked about Russia. Because they're the enemy. Kind of. But, <laughs> no, there was a lot of, like... The ones that stood out to me the most was any kind of discussion about, like, Germany and how Bismarck's, like, rise to power all the way up to, like, Hitler. Germany was the main focus of a lot of European history classes for me. Yeah, I get that. So, no, I was interested in Russian history when I was younger, but there's a lot to unpack there. And this was pre-Bolsheviks, so it kind of be a little boring what time period is this in like the 1400s no no it's like the 1700s oh is it yeah oh okay because the way um i I know we're like bouncing around a lot because the way orlo talks is like they're still at like the tail end of the dark ages at least in russia yeah it's the 1700s okay because it's happening during like the seven years war with sweden and stuff and how they're losing yeah because orlo talks about you know how bringing someone in like Catherine with these ideas and these French philosophies, how it could bring uh, the light and the Renaissance to Russia. And so I assumed it was at the beginning of the Renaissance, but it doesn't surprise me too bad. Most of the second episode was her trying to convince Orlo, who is Peter's, like, basically, like, to compare it to something modern, Hand of the King, basically. He's the brains. Yes, he's the king's hand. The brains. Yes, he's the, the hand of the king. Brains. He's the hand of the emperor. Um, and he's very good at playing the game of politics. And he's been in the position he has been in for the last at least 10 years, they've said. Like, mm-hmm. about, like under Peter's father and his mother, I think. I don't remember. But basically, because he is a brainy person, Catherine is drawn to him not in a sexual way <laughs> even though that scene was really funny i wanted to talk about that scene yeah um anyway she's drawn to him because she knows that he's a intelligent person and she knows that she could use him not use him but like he could be a great asset in her plan to essentially overthrow peter because in the russian monarchy women are it's the Heirs don't take over if the ruling emperor dies. Yeah, it goes spouse. to the empress. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, because we haven't even talked about my favorite character in the show is um, her lady, her like handmaiden. Basically. Yeah, her servant. Her like, <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. they didn't Just really give handmaiden. her a title. Yeah, like her, her right hand lady. That's who, uh, Mariel. Um, you can just say handmaiden. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to call her by her name because she has one. That's fine. But Mariel. Like, to describe what she is. She's a human being? Oh my god, you're the worst. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she's my favorite character. And like right away in the pilot, you know, jumping back and forth, you can tell something's off about her mm-hmm. because she isn't this like timid, quiet. She's got some like... <clears throat> sass. She's got bite to her. Yeah. And like right away, you're like, that seems pretty out of character for this you know role she's in and you discover through the pilot that she was recently placed into this role after being a lady of the court because her father fucked up in court or something like that peter's punishing them by making them all servants yeah so i think she just she is i guess straight man to catherine but she is just the reality check for catherine in Mm -hmm. this new world and Mm -hmm. it's perfect for us as an audience because that is what we need we need this surrogate to tell us this information about the court and the consequences for any of Catherine's so bright ideas of what she wants to do like or... outwardly saying i need your help with the coup uh-huh how will you kill peter with me <laughs> fuck <laughs> so brave. yeah so i just and i don't recognize this actress from anything but i just thought right away like doing a really good job with this character and mm-hmm. pretty funny mm-hmm. and yeah i definitely like her as a character mm-hmm. but yeah the second episode is Catherine struggling to come to terms with the new life and really planning the coup planning the coup but also like giving into the court and playing by its game so she doesn't yeah. die and so yeah. she can build up russia mm-hmm. as a country mm-hmm. which i think is pretty substantial character growth within like a two episode arc yeah. which is cool to see and mm-hmm. so i'm kind of glad that you know the depression moody phase you know like yeah your life isn't the worst but you're also not happy so i get it mm-hmm. um, i'm glad they got that out of the way and i'm hoping the remainder of the show is going to be her just you know plotting and actually yeah. making moves and as much as i like nicholas holt as an actor he's the worst he's so good at playing this character because in the favorite he i think he had a very similar shithead i think high up british fuck yeah and so i just think this is like the perfect role for him so i want to continue seeing him on the show but at the same time he's a monster and i want to see what Catherine can do as an empress and what she can accomplish Mm -hmm. i liked when she started playing the game and they decided well he decided they were gonna have sex again and she was just smiling at him the whole time not really like enjoying it it was so funny it was so (laughs) awful to watch because like yeah he doesn't want you to just like stare off and do nothing but like it's just as bad i don't think he gave a shit he was definitely like put off by it Mm -hmm. he was not enjoying just the dead it was a deadpan smile essentially like she needed to be happy now she's happy so happy indeed Mm, huzzah she said indeed yeah when he asked if it was good Mm-hmm. indeed uh, i'm interested to see how they portray the rest of the story uh, i don't think this is an amazing show but it's enjoyable it's definitely funny it's funny and that's <clears throat> what i 
It's good laughs. Yeah. It's funny and it's like a almost different kind of humor that I'm getting out of it. Just, you know, just with the, mostly just the context and like the set pieces and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. And that's why I'm, I'm enjoying it. And <clears throat> I want to see if they can, you know, keep it fresh and not just pass these first two episodes. Yeah. I think there's a lot to work with. It felt like one long extended pilot. Yeah, which is good. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the benefit of streaming services is you can take your time with it. I also want to know what this would have been like as just a movie. I mean, rushed because we saw two hours of runtime and like Mm -hmm. nothing's really resolved. Just like she's complacent with it. So I think it had to be a TV show, Mm -hmm. at least with the story that they're presenting it as. Like the characters just have too much kind of going on and too many little plots and intricacies to them. Uh, at least from what i've gathered and i did read that it is a mini series so it's not like it's gonna be a five season yeah i think it's just gonna be this and that's it yeah which would be fine yeah we did talk about recently with space force how mini series are the new thing and they yeah. can be pretty refreshing yeah oh <sighs> so the great watch it right it's fun yeah if you have it. hulu watch it we will be um, going through it two episodes at a time so you know to look out for for the next couple of episodes mm-hmm. and by the end of it we will smack that rating on it hopefully we can watch dark before the end of this but who knows so we're going to move on to a movie this week another refresher these 10 episodes we're going to watch a movie that is either uh, critically acclaimed tons of awards things like that or at least a cult classic or something. cult classic it has a very high user rating preferably one that one of us hasn't seen ideally neither, neither of us. us has seen and this week it was something neither of us had seen which might shock people it was the big lebowski yeah and it what shocked me when we started it is i didn't know this is a coen brothers film yeah <laughs> so we watched that Mm-hmm. last night do you like coen brothers movies uh i think so <laughs> you think so i think so why you say it like that because they uh, we're gonna get right into it they just they do different things with their movies yeah it's fun and it just i don't know if it always lands with me okay i can appreciate that you know their movies are different and they have different feel a different feel to them but it like in this movie just you know all the different weird hallucination scenes. Yeah, those were funny. They were just odd. They it, were odd. It, that's that's the best word I have for them. Like, they weren't bad. They weren't good. I just don't know if they added anything to the movie. And so I'm just like, why did these take place? <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's just they wanted to have this be in the movie. They wanted to make it like a weird, goofy, movie. stonery, yeah. trippy movie, which cool different for 98 i guess i won in chess by the way good job look at me two in a row you gotta up it. that difficulty but i mean i like fargo that's coen brothers right yes no country for old men yes i like that one mm-hmm. but this one is just odd i don't know mm-hmm. i i don't want to take too much of the intro of this movie but i mean it was okay I yeah. I wasn't in love with it. I'm sure that is definitely in part to every single line of this movie being quoted incessantly on Reddit. I've only heard one of the lines. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. No. That no. one, it really ties the room together. No, just the uh, 
That's like your opinion, man. That one definitely. That's the only one I've heard in my life. Uh, there's the entire meme of Walter <laughs> cocking the gun where it's like, does anybody like play by the fucking rules? That was an entire meme when oh, reaction or advice animals, like he's an advice animal. Yeah. That means nothing to me. I don't know what that means. Oh my gosh. I don't care about your Reddit culture. It wasn't Reddit. It was everywhere. Still. Anyway, the movie. Really? Yeah, because I'm sure you've seen it. Like, don't read the text, but like that. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Anyway. I forgot what I was going to say. Did you like it? Yeah. It wasn't my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but what I like that... I like that they turn such like nothing stories into like the most ridiculous nonsense. Like, it reminded me of Burn After Reading a lot. Yeah. Obviously, there was a little more like gravity to the situation or so they thought, but burn it's just they just are really good at taking like a small group of idiots giving them a kind of weird situation and then they just make it so much worse they just every time they try and accomplish something it just adds three extra steps before they can finish they their just goal. ruin everything yes it's great it's great it reminded that, me of burn after reading th- that it definitely felt like early Coen brothers and like them like figuring out their stride. And that was something I never knew about this movie is like, what even happens in this movie? Because like all the quotes that everyone says, it's like, I don't know what that means. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it just seems like nothing happens in the movie. Yeah. This whole time I never knew what the movie was about. Mm -hmm. So the whole like a plot was just like, what? (laughs) Okay. It just seems very serious because it's, this man, this rich man's wife is captured and these weird Germans are going to kill her if yeah. you don't give him money. And it's yeah. like, he just wants his rug back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's super tangent, but one thing I noticed and I could not stop thinking about is that the dude's mannerisms reminded me very much of Tyler. Which dude? Oh, the dude. Yeah, I was going to point that out. There was a scene where he was like laying like on mm-hmm. the couch and his like whole stomach was out and uh-huh. i was like that's fucking tyler and just like how he would like walk and like walk away it's just i don't know mm-hmm. if you're listening to tyler like it's a compliment it's a compliment but it was just i was just blown away by it and mm-hmm. I, in the back of my head during this movie i was like did tyler watch this and he's like that's me that's how i need to act just totally relaxed all the time yeah, yeah. fuck it dude mm-hmm. yeah he just wants his rug in a white russian I did know the white Russian bit. I I knew that was his drink. I knew that in such a weird way because on the RT podcast, they talked about the Alamo Draft House and how like they do like movie nights for these cult classics. And when they do that, they typically alter the menu. So you have certain food types. And so when they show the Big Lebowski, you can have white Russians and, yeah. you know, themed white Russians. Hopefully like bowling alley food. Probably, yeah. Like pizza and nachos. nachos. Yeah, something like that. So I like kind of knew that, but at the same time, like it wasn't really a spoiler for me to know that, oh, he loves white Russians. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird that they made those at the bowling alley because I can't I like the fact that a bar has, or a bowling alley has a bar. Yeah. I don't want to go bowling. It was just weird. I was like, no, you have Bud Light, Coors Light, and like Modelo. That's all you have. ingredients for white Russian are so cheap. Yeah, but when was the last time, one, you've been to a bowling alley, and two, you saw, like, a, a bar. bar just 
I've never seen a bar in a bowling alley. And I I've think seen, that's cool, but it's in LA. So yes. I've seen there's always like a section of the bowling alley where like in the back there's a door and mm-hmm. there's a bar, bar that yeah. way, but not just like. And these are also casino bowling alleys, yes. so it's right. kind of different. Yeah, but it's not like oh, you get your shoes and a white Russian from the same guy. <laughs> I mean, that'd be really cool. That's service. I want to find something like that in Utah. I doubt there is any, but... <laughs> Definitely not. Maybe a state-licensed bowling alley. Yeah. So, which Coen Brothers movies have you seen? The have ones seen I this mentioned. One? Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading. Fargo. No Country for Old Men. I'm You're just going to pull it up. Pulling up the list. Yeah. yeah, Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men. Fargo after reading is that it might be it they got a lot yeah yeah the jesus rolls yeah jesus rolls yeah is that like a spiritual sequel it's a spin-off but they weren't involved in it they just gave uh john turturro um the rights to use the character interesting yeah he really liked being that character and wanted to like play it again but they didn't have any interest in doing any sequels yeah so someone made this movie about jesus jesus whatever yeah and john turturro they gave john turturro the rights to do it yeah because i mean came out just last year yeah and yeah has bad reviews and he was barely a character in it and that's another thing about you know not knowing anything about this movie Mm -hmm. didn't realize bowling was going to be such a huge part of this movie i knew that some of the scenes took place in a bowling alley it was every other scene (laughs) they just wanted to bowl and then the big lebowski got them involved in this shit i think walter just wanted to bowl donnie definitely wanted to bowl the donnie just wanted to bowl the dude was just there because he's that's him he's the dude like his friends wanted to bowl so he's like okay sure let's go bowl because we never saw the dude bowl yeah. We saw Walter throw a ball once, and then yeah. we saw Donnie bowl every mm-hmm. other scene yeah. at the alley. Rip Donnie. That, that I didn't see coming. I had no idea. I was loving this baby Buscemi, and mm-hmm. I wish he had, like, lines. Yeah. <laughs> There's right by the In-N-Out Burger. Shut the fuck what up, What was Donnie. the Beatles song, I Am a Walrus? I Am the Walrus. Yeah. Because they said Lennon. Yeah, like Vladimir Lennon. I Am the Walrus. I just... Every Buscemi role I've ever seen is usually, like, he's, like, psycho. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really weird for me to see him being, like... He was just, like, a little brother. He was just calm and cool and just wanted to bowl. I mean... And he got so scared that he got a heart attack yeah, and died. He, he wasn't calm, I guess. He was very uptight. Because <laughs> they got, like, attacked by Germans. Yeah, but it wasn't even a fight mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Like, Walter, which surprised me. I thought Walter was going to get the shit kicked out of him and like that's the comedy but oh no yeah he you know he's a vietnam veteran back in nam man yeah it's the shop it's the sabbath shabbos sabbath or whatever something i don't know it was very much an iconic and typical john goodman role and the exact opposite of a steve buscemi role so yeah it's strange did you know tara reed was in it uh i think somewhere in the back of my head i had mm-hmm. known that but i mean she was not really in i it. know but she was the wife she was mrs lebowski yeah so this is prime tara reed so yeah. she was in sharknado oh yeah every she's, sharknado she's like a biologist she was in six sharknado movies they make money did you ever watch josie and the pussycats no. it was a dumb movie it sounds like it yeah um 
It's definitely not my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but I no. see like the appeal of it. I get why it has the cult. Yeah, it's definitely funny. Yeah, yeah, I laughed yeah. just because some of it was so. I'm not saying this as like, oh my god, it was amazing, but it's like extraordinary just how outrageous it is. Yeah, because let me. This might be like why it's such a favorite movie for people because it does have this different feel and it's almost as if you know the dude is the straight man to everything that's happening around Mm -hmm. him and he's not like a boring straight man either because like he's funny and stuff it's just he's not super reactionary he's what people should strive to be not in the sense of they're just unemployed and (laughs) walk around in basically boxers and pajamas all the time but like they're just relaxed and they don't care what everyone just else living. is doing they just want to have a rug and then he's not looking for a million dollars he wasn't trying to scam the big lebowski out of his money he Fucking just wanted to walter was yeah walter was but he was just trying to do the right thing and make some money by doing what he was told to do like the epitome of how relaxed he was germans broke into his household he was taking a bath mm-hmm. and all he says was this is a private residence man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're destroying your home. Get out of the bathtub, maybe? <laughs> no, he's just... He's chill. He's the dude. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Julianne Moore? She was weird. I I don't get the point of her storyline, but... I think it was just to... Just to expose that the big Lebowski was lying and just trying yeah. to embezzle I, money out of their foundation i think it was just like to show other sides of the money the potential kidnapping and mm-hmm. just you know we have no backstory on the big lebowski yeah so let's get someone that does have backstory yeah. on him and even her it's like how much can you really believe Fucking clearly a lot she wants the dude to be the father of her child Fuck only her. because she knows he doesn't want to be a dad i know it's Super postmodern feminism or something. I feel like that's, you know, not okay, but whatever. I mean, if she's fine with it. Yeah, if he's fine with... If she can't come after him for child support. Yeah, like if there's some sort of agreement where it's like... He needs to get that in writing. Yeah, but he's... Dumb. He won't. he's dumb. (laughs) The dude, if that was like a real person, the dude, I can't imagine the dude is still abiding Mm -hmm. as is think my favorite part was in the beginning when he goes to Lebowski's house to ask for him to reimburse him for the rug and he's just losing his mind he walks out and Philip Seymour Hoffman asks how did it go he's like pretty good he told me take any rug in the house I would say yep just before that when he's looking at all the medals and awards and stuff like that and um you know there's a picture of the big Lebowski with Nancy Reagan and Mm -hmm. uh Philip Seymour Hoffman what Brant that was his name? Brant. Yeah. Uh, Rip. Rip Brant. And Brant was like, yeah, well, he met uh, President Reagan in a more private session. And it's like, oh, Nancy's good enough. Um, and then there was like this weird plaque with like a footprint on it. And the dude kept like tracing it. And Brant was like, please don't. And he just did it one more time. And Brant was like, Ugh. he's not being malicious. It's just he's like, mm-hmm. Just like idle hands while he's yeah. talking. Yeah. Trying to get a sense of who this 
rich guy is. Who the other him is. Right. Yeah. Jeffrey Lebowski. Uh, I mean, maybe I did enjoy this movie because another very early line when he's getting um, waterboarded by the thugs. Yeah. Like, second scene in the movie. And they keep asking where the money is. And he's like, give me, I need one more look down there. Yeah. Implying, like, dunk me in the toilet. Yeah. So. What this movie does well, I think, is everything about the dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like they got that character down. Yeah. Um, and they establish him right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the story is okay. Mm-hmm. I think they do try and have way too many subplots. Like, uh, man, what's the adult entertainer <laughs> guy? What was his Jackie like, Treehorn? Yeah, like that whole thing. Yeah. They didn't really see the point of honestly even <clears throat> mod yep wasn't super relevant i mean mm-hmm. she, she was a fun character to have on screen but i don't know i just didn't really see the point of it yeah feel like i say this about so many movies but it's just this movie would have been a lot better if you take out like 30 minutes yeah that's kind of where i fall and it, and it just very much so a 90s movie do you have any like any final conclusions final thoughts though like wrap up your feelings no i already said everything mm-hmm. just it's not my favorite coen brothers movie but i do like it it was funny i can see why it's a cult favorite but do you think you'll ever watch it again maybe one day yeah yeah it's fun i like the dude he's a fun character that you don't see too often yeah you don't see him too often as the protagonist of a story no mostly just as the side character that's the butt of the joke but in this right. movie he's very much praised as being the dude right so lots of respect there yeah um yeah so i mean i would probably give this out of 10 white russians out of 10 rugs now 10 folgers urns rip donnie yeah i'd probably give it 6.5 maybe 7 like yeah it wasn't terrible by any means and i would be honestly shocked if we watched one of these and it was terrible um but you know not my favorite definitely not a favorite coen brother movie but hey it is a coen brother movie mm-hmm. uh, when are you gonna watch a brother where art that with me uh you know no i don't know sometime really fargo came out in 96 mm-hmm. uh anything else are you ready to wrap up yeah i'm good well that'll do it for this week uh thanks for listening Make sure you go listen to us on all the things. Watch us on YouTube. Uh, it's just the episodes. Okay. That's all it is. It's just a graphic with the episodes mm-hmm. and you can watch the waveforms. Um, but we're there. We will be back next week talking about more of the great, hopefully, because next week we will be moving. So, you know, maybe part in our dust, maybe not. But we will hopefully talk to you next week and see you then. Bye.